Welcome to the Marriage on Fire podcast, the show for couples that shares research-based relationship insights, advice, and strategies for creating and sustaining a happy and fulfilling marriage, where we look at the stuff that truly makes the relationship and how to live a good life. And here's your host, husband and dad and relationship coach, Gideon Hanacom, creator of the popular New Zealand-based blog, TheRelationshipGuy.com. Hey everybody, this is Gideon and welcome back to episode number 11 here on Marriage on Fire. This week we're talking about the idea or the topic of choosing the right partner. I read a quote a couple of years ago which really stuck with me and really made me think about this quite differently, which was that no amount of therapy can overcome the wrong choice in partner. Now I want you to think about that saying for a moment because I think it's really fundamental when it comes to the conversation of improving our love lives. Ultimately, no amount of therapy, no amount of skills, no amount of techniques or strategies can overcome the wrong choice in partner. When we make the wrong choice of partner, when we choose to commit to the wrong person, that puts a massive strain on our relationships. And no amount of strategies or solutions or problem-solving skills or you know any of these things will really make that big a difference in the long run because we're with the wrong person for us. Now, that doesn't mean that that person isn't the right person for someone else. It doesn't mean that you're not perhaps the right person for someone else because you could also be the wrong person for someone. But it ultimately comes down to the idea that if we want to have a long-term, happy, lasting, intimate, healthy relationship, we need to, at least to the best of our abilities, commit to the right people. Because when we're with the wrong person, when we commit to the wrong partner, that puts it puts a massive strain on everything. So this week I want to give you 10 ideas, 10 things to consider when it comes to choosing a partner. Now some of you listening to this might be going, well I'm already with someone, I've already been married, so what does this mean for me? What can I do with this? Well, I want you to listen to these 10 things and simply turn them into to-dos. Turn them on, put them on your to-do list and say, these are things that me and my partner, we need to tend to, we need to uh, you know, consider, we need to sort of work on in order for us to have a good chance of creating a lasting, happy relationship. But if you're only starting out, or if you're considering putting yourself back into the dating scene and you're considering hooking up with someone again, I want you to start thinking about these 10 things. I want you to start looking for these 10 things, put them into practice, put them into, into action for you, and uh, and hopefully it'll serve you. So I want to share with you 10 things to consider when choosing a partner. There are no particular order, but I think they're all important and they're important to consider. So here we go. Number one, you want to determine your long-term goals. Ultimately, when you... Uh, identify somebody that you want to be in a relationship with, any good partner, any person that is worthwhile being with, that person will ultimately choose to either help you achieve your goals or they'll become an obstacle. Any good person, potential partner, will be a person that will help you achieve your goals. Somebody once said that a good partner actually helps you become a better version of yourself. I think there's a lot of truth in that. But ultimately, if you start picking up that when you're with somebody that this person is in a sense more an obstacle than sort of a springboard, this person is more a bit of a break you know, on you achieving your goals versus a support system or a support person and actually helping you, pushing you, motivating you to go after your goals, that is probably a red flag. That's probably something you want to look at because ultimately, if you are clear on your long-term goals, you want to know whether a potential partner is on board with that. 
if your long-term goals is completely out of sync with where they're going, completely out of character in terms of what they're about and what they're after and what they're going after, that is probably gonna put a strain on your relationship in the end. Maybe not right now, because when we're in the infatuation stage, we tend to overlook these things, but here's the, here's the reality is that the red flags we tend to pick up now, which we then choose to overlook, eventually become the reasons that we break up you know, for or, or about. So you want to consider your long-term goals and you want to know whether the person you're about to start a relationship with is actually on board with that and they're actually heading in the same direction. If they're heading, heading in a different direction or they're not heading in any direction at all and you are, you want to know that, you want to make a note of that because that is a red flag and you definitely want to consider that. Now, if you're in a relationship already, long-term goals is something that you and your partner need to start talking about. Perhaps you do have different things going on, but you actually want to turn this into a to-do on your list saying that what could be a potential long-term goal that we can start working towards because that will help you take your relationship into a direction that you both can sort of find value in and is meaningful to you both. The second thing that I want you to consider when it comes to choosing a partner is you need to consider the, the type of life that you would like to live. You know, what is the type of life, the kind of life that you'd like to live? And then simply ask yourself, is this person who I'm, you know, the person I'm about to date or the person I'm about to get into a relationship with or the person I'm about to marry, is this person actually on board with that? Does this person actually fit into that? Do you dream of having a large family or do you dream of living in the country, you know? Because ultimately, a partner will have to kind of be okay with that. A partner that you want to have a long-term relationship with needs to kind of be on board with that. Because if you're a person that's a city person, but your partner is a f person who like, likes the farm or they like the, the, the country, that is going to put a potential bit of a, an issue. It's going to become an obstacle at some point or another. Maybe not right now when everything is, is cute and, and you know everything's okay between you. Um, but ultimately in the end that is going to become a point of contention so you want to ask yourself what type of life do you want to live and how does this person actually fit within that if you're a person that's already in a long-term relationship you want to ask yourself well what is the type of life that we would like to create you know what is the type of life that we could create together and kind of again turn that into a to-do on your list number three third thing to consider when choosing a partner is you want to consider the character traits that you most admire in a partner. Ultimately, when it comes to relationships, we all step into the trap of infatuation during the early stages. We tend to overlook certain things and we tend to kind of, you know, diminish other things. And it's like we're kind of putting a damper on certain things and we're kind of going, oh, that's not, that's not too bad. You know, that particular character trait isn't that bad. I can live with that because we're kind of in love, you know, and love is blind, especially during the infatuation phase and during that sort of initial settling phases or create, you know, when we just start out with a relationship. But the reality is, is that after enough time and, and you know has gone and once the, the old you starts turning or t returns and, and turns back up, uh, these things are going to become issues. So you want to consider important character traits for you that you would also admire most in a person and you go after those. You do not want to settle for anything less. Ultimately, it's about your happiness. It's about you know you enjoying being with this person. So you need to be very, very clear and know what it is that you want and also the things that you don't want. And if a partner doesn't have the things that you don't want, 
or if a partner does have the things that you don't want and they and they don't have the things that you do want you know you want to make a call on that sooner rather than later because later will you know become an issue so you want to consider what is important to you you want to look for that in your partner or potential partner if they don't have it well stay stay friends but it's probably not a good fit for you uh, not a good match number four fourth thing to think about is can you talk to your potential partner about anything commitment and communication are two very important things. Before you commit, you wanna make sure that you can actually communicate with your partner. You wanna make sure that your partner can communicate with you. Do you guys have the ability to have conversations about various topics? Is your kind of, when you're together, is it a, is a case that you can explore various topics? Is it a case that you can express yourself any way you want? Is it a case where you actually have a platform and, and this potential partner actually provides a place and a safe enough environment where you can just be yourself and speak your mind and say whatever you want and vice versa because you actually find that very stimulating? Or is it a case where you kind of need to walk on eggshells already and there's certain things that you need to sort of shy away from and there's certain things that you shouldn't bring up or certain things you shouldn't discuss because that brings out a certain reaction in this person? If that's the case, you need to seriously ask yourself, is this a very good match? Is this the type of per person and a type of partner that I want to spend the rest of my life with? Because if you're somebody that you know wants to talk, you want to speak your mind, you want to be yourself, as most of us probably want to be, then ultimately you want to be with somebody that actually creates that environment for you and actually encourages you to be yourself versus trying to be some, you know, someone else or just being someone else. So can you talk to your your potential, this potential partner, this person that you're about to kind of embark on a journey with? Number five is take a long road trip together. You, you heard that right, take a long road trip together. Where I'm from, there is a saying that if you wanna know if somebody's a good fit for you, go on a hike together. What that really is about, which is kind of the same point here, is that sometimes you need to put yourself in a very uncomfortable situation. You need to sort of put yourself in a, a sort of unfamiliar situation. Let stress kind of, you know, let it be stressful a little bit. Let it be boring. Let it be, you know, kind of put you under a lot of pressure and then see what this person actually reacts like. See what this person respond, how this person responds because you actually get to know a lot about a person when you see them under pressure. If the way that this person responds to that stress, if the way that this person responds, in a, you know, the way they respond to the pressure is the way that you like uh, your potential or your future partner to be like, then obviously, you know, you've got a good, good match on your hands or you've got a good person on your hands, a, a, a good potential partner on your hands. If this person, however, responds in a way that is completely out of character, completely, you know, upsets you even more or freaks you out, you want to keep that in, in mind. It's not going to get better. It's probably only get worse. The only difference is in the future, you're going to become the point of pressure, the point of, of stress rather than something else. So take a long road trip together. Number six, ask yourself, do you have enough in common? You have to ensure that you have enough in common to minimize potential disagreements in the future. Look, we're all individuals, we're all unique, so we're not gonna be perfectly the same, of course not. But you might, you've, got to make, you've got to make sure, you've got to ensure that the person that you're about to be in a relationship with or the person that you're with, that you guys have enough, enough in common because the things that we disagree on, the things that we don't have in common are some, you know, often the times that we, we tend to disagree on. Those are the things that tend to lead to conflict. The more you can minimize the amount of things that you don't have in common, the better for you. That doesn't mean you become the same. It doesn't mean that you see the world the same way. But what it does mean is that you have, you're, you're similar. You're very, very, you know, you have got similar outlook and a, and a similar view 
on the most important stuff. You've got similar values, you have similar beliefs, even though they might differ a little bit, but on the big stuff, the things t that tend to be you know, deal breakers, those are the things that you have in common because you know that ultimately that will help you could just navigate your way through life, especially when the tough times come. So you've got to make sure that you have enough in common. Do you have enough in common with this person that you're with right now or the person that you want to be with um, and you're convincing yourself that it'll be, be okay and this person will you know get with the program and, and and it won't matter in the long run because I tell you what it will matter so you've got to make sure that you have enough in common number seven is can you be yourself with them I already touched on this when I talked about communication but it is very very crucial and important to ask yourself can you be yourself with them because if you have to hide a certain you know sort of a part of you you have to you know tone it down a little bit or you have to like tone it up a little bit just for this person to accept you for who you are you probably need to see that as a red flag ultimately the right person will accept you the way you are that doesn't mean that you can't improve and it doesn't mean that they can't improve it doesn't mean that you don't want to be better it doesn't mean that you can't lose weight it doesn't mean that you can you know can't be more productive and all those things but the reality is the right person for you will be a person that accepts you just the way you are it'll be a person that accepts you at your work as they will accept you at your best so it is important to ask can I be myself with this person and if you're with somebody right now and you've been together and, and, and that is an issue that you feel that you can't be yourself with this person even though you've been married for 10 years I would seriously encourage and suggest that you actually start having that conversation about why that is and how you can actually get around that and fix that because that will ultimately impact your happiness long term for sure. So can you be yourself with them? Number eight is take your time, be patient. I know we live in a time of immediate gratification. I know that you know with the apps and stuff we've got nowadays, you can literally look, scroll through a menu and just choose the type of person that you wanna be with based on their looks and, and, and whatever. But the reality is, is that sometimes that also causes us to make decisions too quickly. You know, it causes us to or forces us to kind of, you know, commit to a certain person or a certain relationship far too quickly. I'd much rather you take your time and be patient and understand that there is no rush. At the end of the day, by committing to somebody that is just not right for you, that is going to have some very devastating consequences. You'll rather take more time, as they say, measure twice, cut once. You want to take your time, you want to be patient, befriend somebody, hang out with them, take your time, and then only after you're very, very sure that this person is the right one for you, it could be a very, very good potential match, it could be a very good person to be with, then you kind of go to the next step. But you don't have to rush into anything because there is no real kind of, you know, you know, end goal here, or there's no, there's no rush, there's no pressure. It is your life, you know. So take your time and and you know, you'll know when you're ready. But don't make any harsh or very, very rushed decisions rather in the sort of initial phases. You've known this person for two weeks and now you want to marry them. That is normal for many of us when we when we start dating. You've got to just be patient. Just take my take my word on this. Be patient and take your time. It'll serve you in the end when you kind of take that time to look sort of, you know, things really, you know, through and think it through before you make any any long-term decisions. Number nine, second to last, is avoid confusing love and infatuation or lust. Kind of, you know, adding to the previous point, we all go through this initial infatuation period where the initial chemistry, you know, is just all over the place and our passion is, is burning high. The reality is, however, guys, that that initial chemistry doesn't really last. Um, that initial what is called compassionate love doesn't really last. 
relationships that are long-term, relationships that are filled with long-term passion, long-term commitment stuff are called companionate relationships, but they're a deeper level of the initial sort of version that we have. It's kind of like version 2.0. So the initial infatuation that we're experiencing is normal for all of us, but the reality is also it doesn't last. And so you need to understand that the strong feelings that we feel at the start you know, those strong feelings and smart feelings, they, they don't always coincide, is that, you know, the strong feelings you had at the start sometimes dissipate. What is very, very cool is that if you have strong feelings for somebody at the start, and after enough time has, has sort of passed, you still have strong feelings or perhaps even stronger feelings because you're actually more in love with this person, that is a very good sign. But don't just want to, don't just, you know, jump into bed with everyone that, you know, creates a strong feeling within you or don't just sort of commit to anyone, you know, long term just because, you know, they kind of, you know, give you butterflies in, in your tummy and, and whatnot. The reality is, is that we shouldn't confuse love for infatuation or lust. Again, we all do this because our brains really play tricks on us. But the point is when we make stupid decisions during those, those early phases and those early stages, it us it's sort of mistakes that you know that kind of get you know come come back to uh, to bite us in the bum so don't confuse love for infatuation or lust really be patient take your time see what happens and go from there number 10 last one that i would encourage you to think about is are they this potential partner are they showing you commitment and effort it's absolutely mind-boggling the amount of people that are willing to put in the effort and the time and the energy and the money into somebody that doesn't return a favor, people who don't reciprocate. And the way that we then typically go about it is we make excuses for why that person isn't doing this, like, oh, they're working very hard, or you know, they're very, very driven, or they goal-focused or goal-oriented, or whatever the case is. Here's the reality, guys. If somebody's really into you and somebody really wants to be with you, they'll do whatever it takes to do that. They will move heaven and earth to be with you. That is just how it is. But if you have to, in a sense, convince somebody else to show you commitment and effort in the same way that you do, because you're really, really, really head over heels, but they not, you kind of have to drag it out of them. It's like pulling to pulling tooth uh, or teeth. You know, you've got to ask yourself whether this is the right person or not, because the right person, you wouldn't have to convince. The right person won't have to be convinced. The right person won't need your your coaching or won't need your your asking, won't need your you know motivating or any of those things they'll just do it because they want to they want to be with you so they'll put in the effort whenever somebody doesn't want to make the effort whenever somebody needs to be encouraged to kind of show you the love that you deserve you have to seriously consider and ask yourself whether this is the right person for you or not because the right person will do whatever it takes to make things whole again you know to you know put things uh, to make things right uh, I work with so many couples and it's always a good sign to me when you know it's usually the ladies that reach out to me and then their partners will will come along eventually and then they will you know show a lot of commitment to want to be there and, and they want to fix things even though the conversations are hard and the things that I'm challenging with them with is hard the thing is they there they and their presence shows me that they actually want to fix things they actually committed to the process that is a great sign but if you have to try and convince your partner if you have to convince somebody to kind of you know do whatever it takes to create the life with you that you want and and that's good for you the type of relationship that you want for me that is personally one big major red flag and uh, and I'll stick I'll stick with that so there are 10 things that I I would encourage you to think about if you're about to start a relationship if you're just started a relationship or if you've been together for a long time you can turn each of these 
into a to-do on your list or at least a task that you can work on uh, if you become, you know, if you're a bit creative. Now, some of you might be listening to this and saying, well, what if I'm already with the wrong person, quote unquote? Well, I would give you just a couple of thoughts on this. The first one is, ask yourself, why do you feel that way? Is it perhaps something else that's causing you to feel that way? Because sometimes when things aren't going well in our relationships, it is also too easy just to jump to that conclusion going, okay, the reason things aren't going well is because I'm with the wrong person. That's not always the case. Sometimes just the way that you're trying to do things, the way you're communicating, the way you're connecting, the way that you're interacting, the way that you're going about achieving your goals or working through difficult things might just be the wrong strategy. It's not because you're with the wrong person. You're just, you just have the wrong strategy. In that case, you can just adopt a new strategy and you'll start getting the result you want. So also don't confuse, you know, um, struggling or strategy with with the wrong person because sometimes it is just a strategic thing it's a tool thing it is a a lack of awareness a lack of knowledge that's really the issue not that you're with the wrong person so really ask yourself why do you feel that you're with the wrong person in the first place um, but if you really do feel that you with with the wrong person you know also ask yourself well can you make it work you know, can you make it work with this person? Is it just a case that it's just a strategic thing or a tool thing, maybe just, you know, one or two small things that, but for the rest, it's pretty good, but the, there are one or two things that, you know, you can overlook. Ask yourself, can you make it work with this person? And, and then also, do you want to make it work with this person? Remember, if something's hard work, we tend to avoid that after some time. Initially, we might have the willpower and the energy to do it, but once it becomes really draining and taxing over time, we tend to just do it less and less and less. So do you want to make it work with this person? You know, that's that's a crucial question to ask yourself because you might, you know, come up with reasons for why you need to stay together or why you kind of, you know, like this person. But the question is, do you actually want to make it work? If there is no will, if there's no motivation, well, then obviously we have a different conversation on the table. Also, last question I would consider if you do feel like you're with the wrong person right now as well, what will be the cost right now should you leave? You know, what would be the cost for leaving? What, what What's the price you'll pay? But also, I think it's important to ask you the, self, the other question, which is what will be the cost for staying? What price will you pay should you decide to stay? You know, and kind of just keep overlooking whatever it is that you're overlooking or frustrated by right now. So a couple of ideas just to think about if you think that you're with the wrong person right now. But I wouldn't just jump the gun on this one. I would really just go and talk to a lot of people and really think this through because it might just be that you're unhappy with how you go about your relationship right now versus just it is the wrong person. Well, I hope that served you guys this week. And uh, if you've got any more comments or questions, just send them to me directly at therelationshipguy.com or just leave a comment here below. And I would love to answer you directly. But in the meantime, as I always say, go and live and love fully and also remember to take care of each other and we will see each other soon again. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marriage on Fire. If you found today's show helpful, please make sure to follow and share it with someone you think needs to hear this. Also, take a moment and head over to therelationshipguy.com to connect with Gideon directly. Again, thanks for listening. And make sure to tune in soon for our next episode of Marriage on Fire.